Judge not, and you will not be judged. Condemn not, and you will not be condemned. Forgive, and you will be forgiven. Glory to God who has given us salvation in his Son, Jesus Christ. Glory to God forever and ever. Amen. Please be seated. Then Peter came up to, and said to Jesus, Lord, how often shall my brother sin against me and I forgive him? As many as seven times? Jesus said to Peter, I do not say to you seven times, but seventy times seven times. I'm going to paraphrase this brief dialogue between Peter and the Lord Jesus for you. Peter had been hearing the words of Jesus for some time, and his heart had been stirred by the power of Jesus' words. But like many of us, Peter knew that when it comes to forgiveness, this is a tall order sometimes. It is tough to forgive others who have hurt us or to forgive ourselves. But hearing Jesus' words, he anticipates that the Lord is going to say that we must forgive our brother if he sins against us forever. The number seven in Jewish culture did not mean Mickey Mantle. It meant forever. And so what Peter was saying to Jesus is, Lord, I've been hearing your word. I've been hearing what you're saying, and I feel that what you want from us is that you want us to forgive people who sin against us and ask for forgiveness forever. Is that true? Jesus says, no. Peter, thank goodness. And then Jesus says, no, Peter, not forever, but forever and ever. Seventy times seven. That doesn't mean 490 times. Again, the number seven means forever. And so Jesus is saying 70 times forever. That is, you are to forgive forever and ever. Now, we must be clear if we're going to begin to understand forgiveness. God's love is unconditional. Let's all understand that. There is nothing you could do or fail to do that will ever change the fact that God loves you and that his desire is for you to be with him forever. His love is absolutely unconditional. The offer of God's forgiveness is universal, but his forgiveness is not unconditional. There is a condition. Matthew 6, 12-15, we pray those familiar words from the Lord's Prayer. 
and forgive us our debts as we also have forgiven our debtors. That is, because we have been forgiven, we are to forgive. Jesus says after completing the prayer, For if you forgive men their trespasses, your heavenly Father also will forgive you. But if you do not forgive men their trespasses, neither will your Father forgive you your trespasses. That is, we are to forgive as we are forgiven. Now, there's other things we must understand about forgiveness. First, we are to always forgive. Secondly, forgiveness is conditional. That is, we will receive forgiveness if we forgive. We all heard the parable in the gospel today where the man is given forgiveness, but then he goes out and fails to forgive those who owe him. And so what happens to him? His forgiveness is taken away and he is put in jail. We also must remember that forgiveness is by its nature always given to someone who doesn't deserve it. Forgiveness is by its nature always given to someone who doesn't deserve it. If you are waiting to forgive someone who has hurt you, or if you are waiting to forgive yourself for something until they or you deserve it, you are going to wait an awfully long time. Because forgiveness is always given when it's not deserved. Because we can never deserve it. Because we are always fallen and broken. Forgiveness is by its nature bestowed upon someone who does not deserve it. If I hurt Liam, you'll hurt me. And that's exactly what Jesus wants. That's right. <laughs> if I hurt Liam and I ask his forgiveness, I can, I, I'm not deserving of it. It's something that's given as a gift from Liam to me. I'll never be able to deserve it. And if I put myself in a place where I try to atone, then I'm actually only leading Liam down a path towards sin. Where I say, Liam, what can I do to make it up to you? Well. You see. So then I start to lead him down a path towards sin. So I've sinned against him, and now I'm leading him deeper into sin. No, forgiveness is always given when it's undeserved. It is grace. The next thing we need to know is that forgiveness is both a decision and a process. It is both a decision and a process. I have to choose to forgive as I am forgiven. And so if someone hurts me, I make a decision that I will forgive them. 
And that's the moment. And yet, it is also a process. I live into that forgiveness. So I make a decision to act towards them as if the process is complete while it is being completed. I do not hold anything against them. Now, if someone has greatly hurt me, what does it mean to forgive them? It does not always mean the full restoration of the relationship to where it was before. That's what a lot of people think. I'll give you an example. Years and years and years ago, probably, I don't know, 20-something plus years ago, I was making uh, payments uh, for, on a ring to ask a young woman, who, who was Methodist, by the way, to ask a young woman to, to marry me. And then my sister caught her at a restaurant in another town with another man. Now, if she were to call me up today and say, you know, I've been thinking about it all these years. I was wrong the way that I did it. I'm sorry for what I did and I ask for forgiveness. I would say, no, no, I would say... <laughs> I would say I forgave you a long time ago. But the forgiveness does not mean that the relationship is restored necessarily to the level it was before. We don't become, as kids called it in those days, pre-engaged. Right? She is married, by the way, to the man that she was caught with. Makes me feel a little bit better somehow. But anyway, and I am married. But... With God, forgiveness always means the restoration of the relationship to where it was before. That means forgiveness with God is even greater than anything we can experience regarding forgiveness on this earth. But forgiveness is also a process. As we pray for the person who has hurt us, who has sinned against us, our heart is changed. We pray for them. We f perhaps fast for them. And our heart becomes changed. And so forgiveness is both a moment and a process. Sometimes we just have to fake it till we make it. We live as though we forgive the person, and then one day, having been praying for them, perhaps fasting for them, perhaps wishing, uh, in, in wishing them no ill, we wake up one day to find that the decision we made with our mind has made its way to our heart. And we truly forgive. And so forgiveness is both a decision and a process. But you might say, but Father Michael, I don't want to forgive sometimes. Someone has so greatly hurt me that I don't want to forgive to this we must understand that when the Lord calls us to forgive, it is not so much about the other person as it is about us. The Lord knows what unforgiveness can do to the human heart. 
First, it allows the hurt that was inflicted upon you to continue to have power over your life, day in and day out. As long as you refuse to forgive and hold on to unforgiveness, the power of that hurt continues to control you to a greater or lesser degree. So what you're saying by, I do not want to forgive that person, is you're saying, I continue to want them to have control over my life. The pain that they cause me is something I really want to hold on to. I want it to infect my mind and my heart and my thoughts and my word. Well, when you put it that way, it sounds what? Stupid. stupid. I was going to go for insane, but stupid, right? Forgiving another is more about you than it is them. I've said this before. A number of you have, have suffered with cancer um, at some point in your life, right? How many of you would like to, would be comfortable having just a little cancer in your body? Well, you know, this cancer is not that bad. It's, uh, you know, about a, a one. Ah, well, that's okay. I'm comfortable with a one. I remember when I had cancer on my, on my face, and the doctor said to me, um, I'm going to try to cut out as little as possible to preserve your face. I, said, I know it would be a sad thing for all humanity, yes. Right? And I said, I really don't care if you cut off my nose despite my face. Get that cancer out of me. Right? No one wants to hold on to a little cancer. Well, guess what? Unforgiveness is a spiritual cancer that will rot away your heart and your soul and your spirit. It will destroy you. A friend of mine once said that unforgiveness is like drinking poison and expecting the other person to die. I'll get you. <laughs> right? Because unforgiveness is a poison. It's a spiritual cancer. It's something that destroys. But forgiveness is the antidote to that poison and cancer. It is the cure it is what enables you to be set free from the deep woundedness that was inflicted upon you. It frees you from the power that that person has over you. It frees you from the contamination and poison and spiritual cancer that's affecting your mind and your thoughts, your words, and your heart. Forgiveness is what sets you free because forgiveness has a name and his name is Jesus. Jesus is not only God incarnate, he is forgiveness incarnate. He is the cure to unforgiveness. Those who forgive as they have been forgiven are set free. We hear in Matthew 18, 32 to 35, 
Then his Lord summoned him and said to him, You wicked servant, I forgave you all that debt because you besought me. And should not you have had mercy on your fellow servant as I had mercy on you? And in anger his Lord delivered him to the jailers till he should pay all his debt. So also my heavenly Father will do to every one of you if you do not forgive your brother from your heart. Why? Because unforgiveness cannot be in the presence of God. Because God is forgiveness. And so we are to forgive as we are forgiven. Which one of us, apart from who we are in Christ, has a right to demand from God eternal life? You owe me eternal life. Raise your hand if God owes you eternal life. Raise your hand if you deserved forgiveness from God. Raise your hand if you deserved and had a right to have Jesus die for you on the cross. Raise your hand if you had a right to have him rise from the dead and become the final word in your life over suffering, sin, and death. No, we have no demands upon God. God owes us nothing. But we owe him. Because he has forgiven us, so we too must forgive For forgiveness is to have the cross of Jesus be present. To forgive or to receive forgiveness from another is to allow the cross of Jesus to become a present reality in the here and now. It allows the cross of Jesus to break in to the moment. When we forgive another or receive forgiveness from another, we find ourselves at the foot of the cross being washed, being bathed in Jesus. We become bathed in the power of the cross. We become bathed in the blood of Jesus, which is the forgiveness of sin. If we truly believe that the cross of Jesus is the greatest moment in all the universe in history, why would we ever choose to not be there? Why would we say, I'd rather hold on to spiritual poison and cancer. I'd rather hold on to sin and death. I'd rather have unforgiveness be the final word over me rather than the cross of Jesus be the final word over me. Would that make any sense? No, it begins with forgiveness. If you have unforgiveness in your heart, if I have unforgiveness in my heart, our healing begins with forgiveness. It is the only thing that can set us free. Otherwise, we remain in bondage. Lastly, I want to share that this forgiveness also applies to the church, to the body of Christ, 
to one another. We must outdo one another in forgiving one another and loving one another so that the world may see in us something that is not seen in the world. Colossians 3.13 Paul says we are to be forbearing one another. And if one has a complaint against another, forgiving each other. As the Lord has forgiven you, so you also must forgive. Forgiveness. What will kill a church? Unforgiveness. When the members of the church fail to forgive as they have been forgiven, to love one another as they are loved by God, that will destroy a church. What will set that church free? Forgiveness. For then they will find themselves standing at the foot of the cross. What will destroy a person and separate them from God? Unforgiveness. A spiritual cancer. Like drinking poison and waiting for the other person to die. My dear church family, the Lord Jesus is asking something radical of us. He is asking that we forgive every person who has ever, ever hurt us as he has forgiven us. And do you know why it's radical? Because it sets you free. Forgiveness is first and foremost about you. We don't want to leave our homes in chains, being bound by unforgiveness, and say, I'm going to go to the church today and greet my Lord. Or drink poison expecting the other person to die. Or tell the doctor, hey, it's okay, I'm, I'm cool with a little cancer. Right? No, what do we want we want forgiveness. The Lord wants your healing. He doesn't want to see you in pain. He wants to see you free from what that person did to you. He wants to see you be freed from what you've done to someone else by forgiving yourself and asking their forgiveness. He knows that forgiveness is the cure in this world. So love as you are loved. Forgive as you are forgiven. Set others free and be free yourselves. The disease is unforgiveness. The cure is forgiveness in Jesus Christ, in whose name we can do it. Amen.